You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, Philly loses another ugly outing. Welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Before I jump into things, don't forget, you could subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network anywhere you get your fix. And of course, check us out at libertyballers.com. So Sixers played on Wednesday night, saw them lose an ugly game to a shorthanded Miami Heat team that was missing Bam Adebayo, missing Jimmy Butler, missing Tyler Hero, still lost. Okay, ugly games happen. Taking on Brooklyn on Thursday, a team that also played against Toronto on Wednesday evening. So I had to travel, come back home. And mind you, this is a Brooklyn squad that's missing James Harden, missing LaMarcus Aldridge, James Johnson, Bruce Brown, Paul Millsap, just some of the players that are out. Seven seven Brooklyn Net players are missing because of the league's health and safety protocols. And the Sixers still came out just completely flat. It was a, a 114-105 loss that even then the Sixers had a chance, but going back to the beginning of this game, it looked like it was going to be a blowout. The defense was non-existent early. Offense, not much better, shooting just 34% in the first quarter. Philly gave up 39 points on 65% shooting to a Brooklyn team missing that much talent. And that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. The players weren't prepared. The game plan wasn't good. This should not have happened after really the... Philly played maybe eight to 10 good minutes against Miami and, and still came out flat in this one. And that continued into the second quarter. The Sixers were down by 19 with 5-10 left, but were able to make a run, get back in it. Unfortunately, the B-team Nets playing alongside Kevin Durant, who was great in this game. He ended up finishing with 34 points, 11 rebounds, and eight assists. Just unguardable as he is. I can't really blame the Sixers for not stopping him because he is the best scorer in the league, but Brooklyn was up by 18 at the break. At that point, Philly still allowing 54% shooting, a ton of easy points in transition, not good in terms of the other end of the floor. So just, there's really no silver lining to how the Sixers have played. They've been terrible in the offensive end. Joel Embiid did his part, put the team on his back. Seth Curry was great in this one. Uh, Joe finished with 32 points, nine boards, six dimes. Seth Curry shot 13 of 21 for 29 points. Sixers didn't get much else from anybody. Nothing else. Tobias Harris, after playing pretty good against Miami, 3 of 17 from the field. 3 of 17, missed all five of his three-point attempts. Couldn't get anything going. Uh, at what point does Daryl Morey look at this and say, all right, you know, we've got to find a way that maybe we can kick in a future first-round pick for somebody to take that contract off our books because he's making $35 million this year, 37 next year, 39 in 2023-24 at the age of 31. And if this is the kind of productivity you're getting from a guy you're paying that much, it's going to equal problems. It's going to equal major problems for the Sixers. And, and I think the roster construction now, obviously the vision was that Ben would be the point guard on this team. And that 
is not going to happen again, right? I mean, everybody I think is on the same page with that, that there might've been a little bit of hope when Ben showed up in Philadelphia that maybe he might suit up again, but now, you know, I think that's completely out of the question. So you're looking at, at, at the way the, the Sixers played this game. Uh, and it was pretty similar to what we saw against Miami on Wednesday. They had a much better third quarter. Who else besides Joel Embiid was going to lead them back. He had 14 points in, in, over that third quarter. Uh, the defense started tightening things up. Not as many easy transition buckets. People were showing effort and getting back. Cut the deficit to six going into the fourth. And then it was kind of up and down until KD went off the floor. The Sixers actually had a pretty good strategy by Doc. They started running and jumping Patty Mills. Caused a couple of turnovers that resulted in easy buckets for Andre Drummond, for Matisse Thybul. And it looked like, all right, we're going to have a close finish. It was tied up at 103 with 155 left. And then that was it. An 11-2 run over basically the last two minutes for Brooklyn. Uh, Kevin Durant hit a go-ahead three, was fouled by Tobias Harris on that one. That was pretty much all sealed it. He hit the free throw. They were up by four. And the Sixers couldn't even get couldn't get closer again. And you look at the frustration, I think, that the, the players are feeling um, especially, uh, Hey, you know what? When we were at a full deck, we, we started off the year at eight and two, they ran into some, you know, tough times in terms of the COVID related absences with Joe and, and Tobias Harris losing guys like Seth Curry to injury for periods of time. Tyrese Maxey didn't play in this one. He's out with the left eye contusion only expected to be day to day, but man, was his presence missed because offensively there's no movement. Like it's it just basically whoever's bringing up the ball, they're trying to get it to Joel, trying to get it to, to Seth. Uh, you're seeing a pick and roll, maybe a, a pass, and then a weak side screen by the ball handler who's bringing it up, which will shake a lot of the time today, or Tobias, and that's it. You don't see any anything else. It, the offense lacks imagination. And what's concerning to me is Doc Rivers said last week, following the loss, I believe it was to Utah, that he likes where the team is at. And then you saw Philly come out and beat a red hot and the best team in the league at that time, Golden State Warriors on Saturday and showcase what they could do. And then sure. Okay. You get a mulligan for that loss against Memphis. Didn't have MB, didn't have Curry. That was kind of a late notice that they weren't going to have Joe maybe threw the team off. Okay. The Memphis is a pretty good team, but then Miami, like I mentioned, missing Jimmy Butler, missing Tyler hero, missing Bam out of bio. You still lose to that team. Then you lose to the Brooklyn squad. That was basically the B team version and Kevin Durant. And that falls on the players, but coaches need to take the responsibility for that too. And if Doc's feeling that the team was good and in pretty good shape overall, was that a week ago? Why are, did they come out and perform like that? Maybe he doesn't have a good pulse of the team. And there was a lot of things to be to be concerned about, especially with this week when you're playing against teams that are going to be most likely in the second round of the playoffs, I believe at least with Brooklyn and Miami, but they're missing all their best players. So what is you know what what happened here over the last week week and a half that Doc was so confident that they were on the right track that the team now can barely score can't defend there's a lot of things going wrong with the Sixers and Daryl Morey as much as I've said that he's done a good job of being patient the collar in his neck is going to get a little bit tighter now in terms of you're 15 and 15 at the 30 game mark you're sitting at a play-in position at number eight in the conference as things stand, but the flaws in the, in the construction of this roster are becoming more and more apparent. You know, Matisse Thybul 
who's I think started off the season really well, especially during that eight and two run over the first 10 games and his defensive abilities look great. He hasn't been the same. He also had COVID, but um, managed to hit two out of four three point attempts in this one. But you don't want him being a guy who's being a focal point of the offense. And sure, he, you know, Doc made a change, put that Danny Green back into the starting lineup. Didn't make a difference, obviously, because everything looks so discombobulated on the offensive end. And this has been an issue for quite some time for the team, but in an area that was not addressed in the offseason. So you're looking at that Ben Simmons deal. We're less than two months away from the trade deadline, starting to get some more traction in terms of teams beginning to speak to each other. December 15th, which was on Wednesday, was an important day because the players who signed new deals are eligible to get traded. So uh, I wonder how much pressure now is, is going to mount on, on Daryl and Doc. And let's be real, the Sixers have a pretty favorable schedule coming up at least over the next week or so. They play New Orleans on Sunday at home, travel to Boston, home against the Hawks, at Washington, at Toronto before taking on the Nets again, which I'm pretty sure barring another setback or an injury that James Harden will be back for on the 30th. And then they get Houston, Orlando, San Antonio, Charlotte, Boston before taking on Miami and then get Washington, Orlando again as we get into the middle of, of January. So are they going to be able to string some wins together here? But if they're sitting at, you know, 19 and 19, given what the schedule looks like over the next month or so and their first eight games, I, w- I wonder if Daryl would not hesitate to make a move at the, at the head coaching spot. Because sure, Doc Rivers won a championship 13 years ago, and the game has definitely evolved since then. The way players play and then the systems have evolved since then. So I think this is going to be very important to keep our eyes on. And uh, and again, you know, I, I don't think, and, and Paul Hudrick talked about this on, on the Coming In for a Landing podcast, I don't think settling for a C.J. McCollum um, is going to make a huge difference. You're just still going to be wasting a year of, of Embiid's prime. And you have to look at his frustration levels. You know, if he had playmaker with him, and I'm not disrespecting Tyrese Maxey, I think he's great. I just think that he's not an all-star yet. I think definitely has a potential to get there in a couple of years. And I like what Seth Curry's been doing, but Tobias Harris, is that the second best player? Like just in terms of stature on, on the Sixers behind Joe? If it is, the way he's been performing and the way he performed against Brooklyn... Not a lot to be happy about. So I think this is going to be a tough stretch here for the Sixers if they're not able to turn the ship around. Wanted to jump into a couple more things related to COVID and the league and really the sports world in general. I'll do that after a short break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, we're back. 
Uh, major COVID news coming out of the NBA on Thursday. The Lakers dealing with a bunch of players who are now going to be in the health and safety protocols. We've already seen the Bulls ravaged by that. The Pistons started having their some players pop up. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, they'll be without De'Aaron Fox, as well as head coach Alvin Gentry, Marvin Bagley, Alex Len. They've all entered the COVID protocols. So the league is trying to tighten things up in terms of their regulations and, and seeing what's best to keep players healthy and on the court. But we're seeing this around the sports world. Look at the NFL. The Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield was super vocal about this on Twitter. You know, basically telling the NFL to make up their minds on protocols and figuring this out. And then you look at a team that the Eagles are playing on Sunday in Washington, they could be missing up to 18 players. Again, this could change if if, if they're, they come up with negative tests. The good news is a lot of the players and a lot of the reports you're reading is that in the sports world, the players who are contracting COVID or are testing positive are either asymptomatic or dealing with mild symptoms, which is, again, health is, is number one. But I'm wondering how Adam Silver is going to play this if we see the cases start to explode again. You know, I think the one important factor is hospitalizations. Those have been creeping up around the country. Cases that we see now in across the pond in, in London, England, they've skyrocketed. South Africa, they skyrocketed. But again, I, the silver lining to this is that from what we're hearing, the Omicron variant is less severe and you're not seeing people get as sick. But if the numbers keep going up, the worry has been from what I'm gathering is that, well, the hospitalizations are going to keep going up. So um, I don't know. Let me know what you think there. Should the league maybe look at closing down for a week or postponing things for a week, week and a half and trying to figure out how to make up the games later on in the, in the schedule as we get into 2022, or is it better just say, you know, let's just play through this, see what happens. And hopefully things don't get too crazy and, and we're not having to shut down games or cancel games involving specific teams because their entire team gets sick. You could tweet at me at jazzkang 21. That's J A S K A N G 21. We could discuss that as well as anything you want about the Sixers. Let me know what your frustrations are. How do you feel about Doc Rivers at this point? Tobias Harris. Who are you looking for in a Ben trade now that it looks like Damian Lillard isn't going to move, at least not this season. That's what it's looking like now. So there's so many factors at play here. It's going to be an interesting, you know, what, 10 days till we get past the Christmas break and you get into the new year and, and seeing what's happening on the schedule and seeing what's happening off the court. Um, definitely a lot to cover in the, in the NBA and definitely a lot to keep our eyes on. But um, yeah, this is going to be a, an interesting couple of weeks in the entire basketball world. If you missed it, I did an episode of the 30 with the legendary Mark Zumoff. We talked about his 27 year career with the Sixers covering the team as a play by play announcer. Um, did a lot of historical stuff with him in terms of what would, what it was like when he first started back in 94, 95, uh, also discussed the Allen Iverson era in great detail. We talked about the hinky years and how that turned out. So you can check that out on the podcast feed. And also don't forget, Sean will be back with the Talking About podcast on Friday. That'll do it for this one. I'll talk to you all next time. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. 
reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.